The time is 12 o'clock, and you're listening to Portsmouth Community Radio, WSCA 106.1 FM, on the internet at www.wscafm.org. You can download our new app that's on the iOS and Android stores. It's noon, it's Wednesday, and you know what that means. It's time for the Economic Warrior. My money. Money. I get money from you. Money in the bank. Young money. Money, 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 money. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! World-renowned financial advisor and best-selling author Barry James Dyke will arm you with the truth. This is The Economic Warrior. Please note, the opinions expressed on this show are of the individuals who speak them, and not necessarily of Portsmouth Community Radio, its members, or board of trustees. <laughs> and good morning, everybody, and it's a beautiful day here in New England, uh, handsome Phil, and... Uh, it is, 55 degrees and beauty. And the sun's out, you know, and uh, uh, we'll be talking to Jay Leno later in the show, and thank you so much for uh, for joining us today, and, uh, um, you, know, you know, you're really not that much of a retired guy, I mean... Uh, I turned on the TV the other day, Jay, and I don't really watch network television that much anymore. Um, and I saw you on, was it Tim Allen's um, Last Man Standing? Yeah, I'm a, yeah I, I do that Tim Allen show, The uh, Last Man Standing. Well, I'm not real. I mean, when people, when you leave a TV show, people just, I never said I was retiring. I just, <laughs> I was leaving The Tonight Show, you know, but people always assume, uh, you know, Tonight Show's like one of those Pope jobs. You're supposed to have it for life. So when you leave, people think, oh, well, you're never going to work again, you know. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so you do that, and and uh, so are you on that regularly, uh, Tim's show regularly, Jay? Yeah, I'm a regular on the show. I don't know. I mean, I I well, the 22 episodes. I do maybe 14 or something like that. Okay. Well, I don't know how you do it. And uh, who who's that on Fox? I guess it is. Is it Fox? Now it's on Fox. It was on ABC. Yeah, but uh, Fox. I mean, ABC made a big mistake. You know they. They dropped the show, you know. People never kind of appreciate what they have. It was, it was probably the most traditional sitcom on TV, and by that I mean it's, it was probably one of the few shows that had an intact family, mother, father, you know, regular kids. But now everybody, you know, wants. Oh no, we got to go with the divorced family, <laughs> you know, and, and it just everybody, you know, it's just the single parent thing, blah blah blah. And I think they just thought the ABC probably thought the show was maybe too old fashioned or something, and they buried it on Friday nights. And then Fox picked it up and put it on the same Friday night at the same time. It was on ABC, same time spot, and it's now the number one show on Friday nights. So it's it's funny how that works, you know. I mean, I you just don't appreciate something until you lose it. Tim is really good, and it's a, it's a well written funny show that it's a family sitcom i mean that's basically what it is it's one of those shows you can watch with your whole family you know without having to explain no daddy why is uh, that man on top of the woman <laughs> you know, I'll explain that later. you know you don't have to do all that you know yeah it's a great show but i was just i was you know and i didn't know jay because i was just flipping the channels and i said heck there's tim allen i always liked him and i said and jay's on it too and um so so you're on probably about 14 of those shows, and um, and and you're also doing now. How many episodes do you do of Jay Leno's Garage on the CNBC? 
Well, on CNBC, we do 16 one-hour shows. And on Jay Leno's Garage on YouTube, we do 52 half-hour shows. Yeah. Okay. So, and by the way, um, uh, I was watching some of those yesterday, Jay. You know, it's great. Anyone who's listening out there, and we have, I have a pretty good fan base around the U.S. now, but those YouTubes you do are great. And, um, and uh, like, the, the, what was well, the- I mean, they're just sort of, uh, the idea is just to get the car information out there. There's not. You know, we're not interviewing celebrities or anything. The 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 CNBC show is more personality based, whereas the uh, YouTube show is more about the car and the technical aspects of it. Yeah, well, that's me. I kind of like that stuff better. But any event, that's just me. Um, but um, now, but also, so how many gigs a year you're doing around two hundred, two hundred ten? Yeah, about, about two ten a year, something like that. I mean, uh, <laughs> and. Um, but on top of this, and I was talking to Helico the other week, and by the way, uh, Fred Bradley and Alan Howe and a couple of people said to say hello to you, but um, you have a new company called Leno's Garage, which I think is a fantastic idea. Why, Jay now, Leno? What we did is we just, we just developed some products here at the garage. You know, obviously, uh, the right way to do it is a big company comes and gives you a check and you hold up the product and that's that. But we wanted to develop our own stuff. You know, I've, I've been working with some guys that have been coming to my garage over about a 10 year period and they were detail guys. And I would tell them what I liked and didn't like, you know, like most car metal polishes you get have like a pumice in it, like a, an abrasive substance, which, makes the chrome shine but it, it takes a layer of chrome off and if you if you use it use them too much they dull but you know initially you go wow that looks great look at that but what you've done is really uh, sort of uh, taken a layer of the chrome off uh, so what we did we just worked over the last five or six years to develop a metal polish that was strictly chemical based without any pumice in it at all and uh, it's turned out really well and it's it's pretty popular you know for people to do Concours and want their car to stay After original. 25 years of- and the same thing with the detail sprays and the car washes and all the other stuff that we've been developing here at the shop. And uh, it's good. We use it on our own stuff, and that's the fun part. When people ask you about it, you can get all the blame, but you also get all the credit. You know, a lot of times <laughs> you just hold up a product and you get a check. It's, I don't know, it's not as satisfying. Well, that's great. I, I admire you, Jay. I'm so glad you did it because, you know, um, I was when I came home last night. I was eating some dinner and I had some uh, some uh, tortilla chips and I had some salsa, and then of course I always my favorite salsa is Newman's so Own. What you had was the divorce guy special, <laughs> 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 um, but very happy guy. But but uh, you know, and then I had some chicken. But uh, and I said, you know, uh, and I said, you know, you have people really like you, Jay, and they're saying. What what are your plans? I mean, are, are you going to grow this thing, or I mean, you have all the potential in the world to do it. I was just what the business? Yeah, oh, yeah, it's done really. Well, you know, it's interesting. I went to QVC last April, and we brought sixty pallets, uh, which is about uh, five hundred and fifty thousand dollars worth of product. And I figured, well, if we can sell this by Thanksgiving, maybe we can get a reorder. And we went on QVC. And it sold out the first day. So I've been back four or five times. I'm going to QVC again this Sunday in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. 
uh, we're putting together a Christmas kit, a Christmas package kit, you know, and you get the special QVC price, and you know, you know something that is an operation that is unbelievable. I mean, QVC has thirty sound stages. That's more than Warner Brothers. That's more than Paramount. That's more than anybody. And they just move product. And you know, it's interesting to get into QVC. You don't just show up. I mean, you know, they they test it and then they put it in a box and then they throw the box down the stairs ten times and <laughs> if the box leaks, you don't get it. But I, I mean, to get into QVC is a whole elaborate process. But once you're in. Oh man, the product sells. Um, we, you know, the first year we did just about a million in sales, and then boom, you go to QVC and do like three million in two or three days. I mean, it's it's amazing how popular that that uh, that QVC is and how it works. And and while you're on the air, while you're talking about the product, there's a screen next to you that just shows you, you know, just <laughs> how many sales. We were doing between, I think it was fifteen and eighteen thousand dollars a minute in sales, and it's 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 just crazy how how efficient it is. It's probably the best way to sell stuff. It's it's really pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah. Did you ever see that movie? Uh, you may ever see that movie, uh, uh, Joy. Who was in it? Uh, it was a great movie. No, uh, I didn't see it. That's with. Um, uh, oh, Jennifer Lawrence. Name? Um, uh, Jennifer Lawrence. Lawrence. You should see that. Oh, you haven't seen that movie, Jay? No, I haven't seen. You know, something I knew Jennifer when since she was fourteen. You know, she she played the daughter on the Bill Ingvall show. Bill Bill Ingvall, the comedian, had a family sitcom, and she was the daughter. And that's when I first got to know her. No kidding, Moy Joy. I guess we're both getting old. My, you know, your hair is only whiter than mine. I guess, uh, but uh... Yeah, yeah, no, my my hair has been white since. Uh, since I was your age. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, any of it. So, so, so that was my, kind of my concern is that you, so you get this really great brand. People love you. Um, and, and I think, you know, is the, is the plan going to be Mr. Leno to sell it to some big conglomerate like Johnson Wax or, or no, something no, like that? I don't know. No, I don't want to do that. I mean, you develop your own brand. Why would you sell it? You know? Yeah. Yeah. So I just, I don't know, but you know, did you have any exit strategy for it, or are you just going to be continuing going forever? I, I don't know. Well, I guess until I my exit strategy, I guess it would be a stroke. <laughs> you know. So, uh, but anyway, but yeah. So, so because you have uh, you have a great crew there. You you have Hel- you have Helga in there. She's been running your life for for ages. Yeah, uh, I've been with you about thirty years. I, I mean, I have the same people I always have. You know, when I was on the Tonight Show, we didn't turn over the stat very often. You know, the real trick to run it, you know, it's like the Army. You can make a soldier out of anybody if you treat him right. And that's what we did on The Tonight Show. You know, I always had two staffs. I had a daytime writing staff and a nighttime writing staff. Because I saw on other shows, you know, the writers would sit there till 1 o'clock in the morning. You know, they get there at 8 o'clock in the morning and sit there till 1 o'clock in the morning. And, and to me, I always like everybody to go home at 6 o'clock with your family, whatever. But I always had guys that work from probably eight at night to three or four in the morning, and then I had guys that work from eight in the morning until five o'clock. And I just had two shifts, and it it just worked better because people got to lead a normal life, a reasonably normal life, and without that constant pressure, you know. And you let people grow at their own rate, and and it always it worked really well. I we we had very the only time we had turnovers at the Tonight Show is when. 
someone got a better offer or got a chance to direct a movie or or maybe write a big movie or something. But, um, you know, everybody that worked for me, for the most part, had never done it before. And it was just on-the-job training. And, you know, it was tricky at first, but then that's how you build a loyal workforce. You, you treat people right, you pay them good. And, and, you know, to me, the companies that, are the, that pay the cheapest always call their employees family. <laughs> We're a family here. Because really, you don't pay your family anything. So, you know, <laughs> I, I never like to call it a family because that just means you're like a cheap person. You know, to me, you treat people right, you pay them good. If they want to use the family term, that's fine. But I, I never used it because whenever, I, whenever you go to a fast food place, they're paying you like eight bucks an hour. But we're a family. That's why it's eight bucks an hour. We're a family. No, you're not. You know. <laughs> I love it, Jay. You know, because that's, you know, I love it because, you know, you, you know, it's kind of, you're, a very simple guy. You're kind of like me. Is that you just believe in hard work and treating people fairly, and and things like you know Tim Allen's show, which is a whole nuclear family, is is a good thing, don't you think? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, that's uh, I think that's why the show works. I mean, uh, Tim's really good. You know, Tim is one of those guys is very underrated. I mean, I remember back in the '90s, he had the number one TV show, the number one movie, and the number one book all at the same time, the same week. You know, and uh, no, he's he, he's good. He's got a real sense of every man to him, and I like that. Yeah, and and now what do you have? Like six mechanics and fabricators there now working for you full time, or <sighs> yeah, something like that. Yeah, we got about uh, seven people in the shop and three people in the office, and yeah, yeah. Just uh, and how long have they been with you, Jay? Roughly, um, most about. Helga's the longest. It's like thirty something years. Uh, Lisa twenty six. Karen twenty. Uh, uh, Bernard, the shop woman, has been here twenty. Uh, yeah, most of the guys been here a long time. Well, yeah. The um, <laughs> the next question is now. Yeah. Uh, your collection in uh, Burbank, I have, next time I'll be out there in California, I'm going to visit my daughter. I'll have to see your shop. I haven't seen it in years. But uh, how many cars and motorcycles do you have in Burbank now at the airport? It's like 140,000 square feet. It's huge, isn't it? Yeah, something like that. Um, how many? Oh, let's see. There's about 187 cars and about 166 motorcycles, something like that. Wow. No, but you drive them, don't you? Alternate, and you they're all insured. They're all insured. They're all licensed. Yeah. The, uh, but but they're all running. Am I correct? Roughly. Well, they're not all running right now. I'd be asphyxiated. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah they, they all do run. If that's what you're asking. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the, uh, but and okay now. Also, which is really ironic, I sent you an email this morning. Is that uh, um, you bought. A house in you know in New England, Mister Leno. What are you, what are you doing out here? Uh, uh, you bought a house. Well, I've always had a house. I mean, I still have a house in Andover. Yeah, I know you still do. Oh. But you bought a house in Newport, a uh, uh, beautiful house, and uh, which a, a client and friend uh, grew up in as a kid. Um, are we? You, are you using it that much, or do you come out here? Or I, I guess a couple of museums out here as well. Uh, I, I get out. I get out there once in a while. I mean, not a whole lot. I'm just on the road a whole lot, so. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I get back there once in a while. I mean, it's, it's a nice, you know, New England's a great place to be from and to go back to. And they, you know, and, and you can get, 
I mean, you can get a house on the water in New England for the price of a condo in L.A., you know, which is so stupid. I mean, housing prices here are, are just so crazy. And, you know, there's just some, you know, plus it's a nice place to go to. I, I don't, I, you know, I enjoy show business and I enjoy observing it as opposed to being immersed in it. I mean, that was the fun part about being the Tonight Show. The Tonight Show. You know, when I have Charlie Sheen, I enjoyed Charlie Sheen's antics. <laughs> I don't want to be Charlie Sheen, yeah. but I always found him amusing. And, you know, when you do something like The Tonight Show, you can meet every crazy person and every sexy movie star and all that kind of nonsense without actually being in the lifestyle because it's like champagne. If you drink it every day, you become an alcoholic. You know? yeah. so, I, I mean, to me, the real key is a certain amount of moderation. You know, I come into the garage, I work with my hands, you get your hands cut out, you go out, and then you go out and you talk and someone gives you a big check and you go, oh, boy, this, yeah, please, I appreciate <laughs> where I am. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm always amazed at people who take show business for granted. Well, I'm not doing that, not for that money. Really? What are you doing on a Tuesday that's worth that kind of money? Please. You know, most people would give anything to do what you do. So uh, that's that's sort of the attitude I have. Yeah. So, yeah, it seems like we. I have fun with what I do. And, um, you know, and I write books and stuff like that. And uh, and I and I help people. And, and I enjoy what I do. And, and, uh, and I get paid for it. Um, but another question for you. Um, uh, and by the way, I feel like I, Mr. Leno, I drove a, a Spider MP, MP4 2013 McLaren the, uh, the other week. and uh, but You mean a, a McLaren MP4-12C is what you're talking as, Oh, excuse me. I knew you would correct me. <laughs> yeah, I've got one of those. I've got one of the very first ones. I, I like McLaren. I went over to Woking. Uh, they've got a factory over there. That, it looks like Blowfield's headquarters. <laughs> it's the most high-tech factory. I mean... There's no trash cans because there's no paper. There's no waste. Uh, the temperature does not vary more than one degree from one end of the building to the other. Um, it's, it's really unbelievable. The, there is, the building is only as tall as the shortest tree. Um, they have a huge lake out on the, to the side with a bunch of reeds, and that's the filtering system. It's the as the water moves up and down, it's filled. I mean, it's 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 really. I think it was designed by Kit Foster. That's the guy's name. I think a famous architect. But it's it's really an unbelievable high tech plant. I, I McLaren's one of my favorite car companies because we live in an era when car. You know, it's it, turn of the last century in 1918. There were 350 car manufacturers in America. How it many were there? About 10 percent. You lose about 10% every year. I mean, in our lifetime, we've lost Pontiac, Oldsmobile, uh, just a whole bunch of them, you know. Uh, yet here's McLaren, like Tesla, two brand new car companies that are being uh, wildly successful. So it, it's good to see. Now, you know, so, you know, now they, they make the McLarens by hand, Jay? I mean, uh, uh, well, no, they don't make really anything by hand. Yeah. I, I mean, that's. You know, by hand is one of those terms that is 100 years old. You go back 100 years and by hand, yeah, what would you rather have doing your laser surgery, uh, doing your surgery, a laser or a guy with a with a razor going, that's eh, pretty close. Let me take a look here. You know, so, I mean, uh, nothing is really built by hand anymore. I mean, there's, 
a hand process that's involved with it, but machines and computers are so accurate now that by hand is something, I mean, you know, that goes back to steam technology. But I think they're individually made would yeah. probably be the best way to put it, you know. Yeah, because it, it had the incredible uh, high-tech feel to it. I mean, what did they make them out of carbon fiber and all these exotic materials now? Am I correct? Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The tub is carbon fiber. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they they do a nice job. They build a really quality product. But uh, but another question, and and because a lot of people listen to your, their car nuts, I'm going to ask you, Jay Leno, one of the most famous car collectors in the world, are antique cars a good investment for people? Well, I don't know. I mean, it's if you look at it purely from an investment standpoint, probably not. But if you like it and you're reasonably astute, then other people like it. I mean, I bought my McLaren F1 in 98 for $800,000, and people thought I was crazy. I mean, the last offer I got was $17.5 million, so I go, okay, I guess that's a good investment. <laughs> I mean, Bugatti's the same thing. I, most of the Bugattis I have, I paid a hundred and hundred fifty, maybe 250000 and now they're all well over a million. I mean, the P1 McLaren, when it came out, that was a million bucks. And it's only four years old, and now they're selling 2.2, 2.4. So um, is it a good investment? It's an investment you can, in, you know, this is fairly recent, by fairly recent, I mean 30 or 40 years. The idea that you could buy a car, enjoy it, use it for its intended purpose, and sell it and make money, that was almost unheard of. Yeah. Um, but now, I suppose you can do that. I mean, Ferrari is a classic example. Is people buy a new Ferrari for a million bucks and they never drive it. They put eight miles on it and then they sell it. For, well, I don't know. Uh, I don't like that kind of investing. I mean, if you like something and you, you know, we. I had a gentleman. He was an admiral in the fifties, and when he was a young seaman, he ordered. He bought a. a a broken-down Ferrari for $2,000. And he drove it his whole life and raced it. And he he's on my YouTube channel. And he took it up to Pebble Beach uh, this past August, and he sold it for $5.5 million. And I go, okay, well, that's certainly a good investment. But it was never intended to be an investment. It was intended to be something that he could enjoy with his family, but just the fact that he liked it and he was knowledgeable, that meant... Other knowledgeable people liked it, and it's fairly rare. So if you're thinking of buying cars just to make money, it's no. probably not a good idea. But it's like artwork. If you buy a painting and you enjoy it, well, there's your reward. If there's some financial gain later, well, that's nice, but that's not the primary motive. I mean, the most successful, quote, investors are the collectors that really buy what they like under the pretext that hopefully other people will like it as well. So whether it's a good investment or not, I don't know, because you have to store them. You've got to maintain them. You've got to keep them running. Yeah. Uh, they're flammable. Uh, when they break, they're very expensive to fix. Uh, and if you have any kind of accident, then the value of the car plummets, you know? So um, I, I, I would never tell somebody, oh, oh, you should invest in this because it's, You've got to store them. You've got to, but if you like doing that, well, then good for you. You know, then maybe you might make some money. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So that, that that's a great answer because you know it's 
if you enjoy them, you know, and 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 you, uh, I think you get more enjoyment. They're kind of like you've got like two hundred kid uh, kids, you know. I mean, you, but you got cars and motorcycles, you know, <laughs> and you love them. Yeah, all. exactly. You know, hey, you know, now you keep on developing products. You know what I was thinking, Jay? Do you, do you have anything for like odor, like an old, like I have a Porsche, but it's kind of. You know, older the 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 leather and and do you have anything that removes the old leather smell or whatever? Uh, have you guys ever come up with anything like that? Removes the old leather smell. Well, like the, you know how it kind of gets stale in a car. Well, we're in New England, uh, and uh, you know how like an odor. You know how even if you have an old car, they they kind of get mean like mildew and yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of well, I mean they what do they call those packets that you know you put in the. You know, they soak up moisture. I mean, that's probably the best way to go. But any good leather cleaner, leather conditioner is, is the way to go. What year is your portion? It's a 2005. Oh, that's, that's like a new portion. Yeah, it's like, it's like new. I mean, yeah, it is. But well, that's um, really old. Um, uh, what model is it? It's a, it's a Boxster S. A Boxster S. Yeah, that's a nice car. Um, well, I, I mean, I don't know how bad... You smoke in the car? No, I don't smoke. Fun. I don't drink. I don't, I'm, I'm, I read the Bible, Jay. I'm, I'm too. You know, I, every day. I, well, I mean, you, if the car smells, you might want to change your diet. No, oh, jeez. <laughs> Ask a smart ass question. I get a smart answer. Well, no, but no. So I was just curious. Mildew is it? Well, it's probably mildew. Yeah, I mean, it, it shouldn't be there. But if, uh, yeah, I mean, is it set outside? You have a garage? no. It, it gets garage. I garage it all the time. Yeah, um, I'm not. Yeah, you know, I, I assume the smell is mildew, but uh, yeah, I mean, you should get some of those. Uh, you know, when you buy electronic things, there's that little packet of stuff. The silicon like things. Yes, yeah, 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 silicate, silicate. I don't get with it, but that that usually works pretty. That's great. So, um, so how long have you had Leno's Garage now? Now, as a company, when you, did you start you the products? Yeah, um, about. Three years. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's really cool, and uh, I. Um, it's doing well. It's doing well. I mean, I, I, I thought there'd be a lot of snarkiness about it, but uh, the real key to success is the people are reordering the product. You know, we notice we we monitor that, and it's, the number of people that have reordered it is really, really good. And we don't really do a whole lot of advertising. I mean, we run QVC and a few other things, and just going into uh, AutoZone. Uh, uh, in a couple of months, uh, and we got to deal with Pep Boys, so uh, it's good. It's a very competitive market. I mean, there's McGuire's, and there's a lot of fine products out there. But uh, you know, so we uh, we give it our best shot. You know. Yeah. Well, I you know I, I think he, I, I think it's great that you're doing it. I really do. And uh, and uh, you know you got to grow it. You know, if you don't grow a business, you die. And uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So we'll see. You know, so it's just like it's only like as good as your last gig. But in any event, uh, so Jay, look at you've been more than kind enough and uh, wanted to talk to you specifically about Leno's Garage. And um, um, I can't thank you enough. And, and next time, all I'm, right, thanks a lot. I will see you next time you're in California. All right, have a great one, Jay. Thank you so much. You too. Bye bye. Bye bye. This has been The Economic Warrior with your host, Barry James Dyke. Broadcast live at WSCA Portsmouth Community Radio. Engineered by Phil Kleiger. If you have any questions about today's show or need an ally in conquering the battleground of finance, contact the warrior himself at barryjamesdyke.com. 
of the war. 